So it's been a while. I think it's, if I look at, it's been like coming to a year um, of not posting, uh, which is a-okay, I think, uh, because sometimes that's just how life is. Uh, But we're back and it's quarantine time. So if you don't know, now you know, uh, my name is Yami and I am one half of Anonymous Podcast. And I'm Bailey, and I am the other half of Unanonymous Podcast. Yeah, so we thought uh, to come together just to talk about quarantine. Bailey's like, we need to talk about, you know, what's going on. I was like, yeah, no, that's that that makes sense. Um, about this quarantine life and the impacts that it is having on living a sober life, um, mm-hmm. and. Yeah, Bailey, what, what what are your thoughts on it? Like, what have you been seeing? And this is going to be a very free flow because uh, it's been a while since I've podcasted. I don't know about you, Bailey, um, recorded yeah. something. So uh, bear with us. But yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess I just, the reason I thought, you know, maybe this is a good time for us to come back together and chat was because I don't know about you, but I've noticed like a ton of stuff online that just, I mean, I think women especially were already being told to drink all the time anyway, but in quarantine, it seems like they really want us to drink. Everybody wants to be drunk in quarantine. Right. Everybody. And, you know, it's interesting because, like, I think people are coping the best way that they can in this moment. And so in no shape or form Mm -hmm. are we trying to judge folks for using the coping strategies that are in alignment Mm -hmm. with what they need. But I do think there is something to say about the increased, like you said, uh, visualizations of drinking culture and the impact it's having on folks who may have been exploring recovery or are in recovery. Um, Because it's not just the drinking, right? It's like everything else that comes with the feelings and the emotions um, and Mm -hmm. how people are coping. And so I've noticed online... And maybe it's just my the algorithms that I'm a part of that I've noticed that uh, party culture has shifted and changed online, and um, yeah, there's just a there's quite a bit of uh, conversation. I say conversation, but really posting about like wine at nine. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, like wine for um, which call it for breakfast and stuff like that, and um. And also just like acutely knowing that like our government, um, our government has deemed like alcohol and cannabis stores essential services and knowing that that is what is keeping a lot of people coping. So knowing that like I'm talking to quite a bit of folks who are under the substance 99.9% of the time, which is like Mm. not easy, but yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's it's a it's a wild time. It's a wild time. So Yeah, and I think you're exactly right. Like people are wanting to use the coping strategies that are available to them and and I I think that's really good and I I think you know what I want to name is that it's also okay to not use alcohol as a coping strategy and it's okay to like be sober in this time and I feel like um that's what's kind of missing is that these yeah like you said like wine at nine or like uh five o'clock is every hour in quarantine and stuff it's like 
I think there's a lot of push about like it's okay to use alcohol as coping, mm-hmm. but also what we're not saying is like, but you don't have to. <laughs> That you don't actually have to use those tools and like that you don't have to mm-hmm. engage in that way. And that's real. Um, mm-hmm. And it could feel hard to like, cause I know for me, it can feel hard to think of what to do mm-hmm. um, outside of getting really like seeing, like I could, I could see at one point, let me rephrase this. Okay. I could see at one point mm-hmm. in my life how, um, I would have used this time as like an opportunity to like basically do fuck all. Um, and mm-hmm. you know, now I think for me, leaning into like routine has been super helpful. Um, mm. and so, and like my routine is not glorious. My, like my routine includes just making sure like I eat a meal or two. Eat, eat more than one meal, I should say, a day. And then <laughs> yeah. also uh, making sure, like, I take breaks to, like, stretch my body, being mindful mm. of the content that I'm taking in. Um, also, like, using a lot of, like, yoga and movement and walks to, like, help ground myself so I can get those same endorphins that, like, mm. would be present um, when... Um, yeah, like just get those same endorphins to to feel good and um also acknowledging and allowing myself to have like those mental health flip-flops uh mm. where you know one day it's like yeah, I'm good or even like one hour I'm like yeah, I'm good and then the next hour I'm like oh my gosh, like I just feel like I can't be in my body or I can't like I just need to escape to go somewhere, you know, and allowing yeah. allowing that to be normal like a normal it's normal to feel and navigate the world that way because that's like what everyone is doing and and so also knowing I'm not alone but I'd love to hear I'm like bah 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 I'd love to hear like uh what some things that have been coming up for you and that you've been doing to to cope with this time yeah I agree so I think back to when I was drinking and um I actually do feel, yeah, like drinking for me filled a lot of time and it, and it was an activity in and of itself. So it didn't like, if I was drinking in quarantine, I wouldn't be wondering what do I do with this day? Because I would have the answer and that would be get drunk. And so, you know, and, and for whatever reason, that was a standalone activity you know, it didn't, you could just drink and not have to like, think about anything else. Um, And so one of the things that's been coming up for me, and, and one of the questions I wanted to ask you is, you know, sometimes this feels like the apocalypse. And so is it worth staying sober? Well, it's one of the things that I've been grappling Mm. with is like, is this, I mean, what am I sober for? (laughs) If this is the end, you know? Right. Holy so, crap. I don't know. Huge question. Um, what am I sober <laughs> for? Oh. Yeah. Um, I think. And I, yeah, yeah, no, go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. Now I want to hear. Uh, well, I, I, yeah, I was also just giving you some time to think because I just asked you like a huge question. I was like, go. But <laughs> I think, you know, along the ways there's been 
there's been things that have come up for me where I've been like, what am I sober for? So staying sober at my wedding was a thing that was hard. And I was like, so who and what am I doing sobriety for? Um, you know, going on my first all-inclusive vacation sober, and we've talked about these things in the past too, is like, you know, who am I sober for? And like, or I remember actually one of the biggest issues for me was the first time I went on a business trip by myself and I was anonymous on that trip. So who would have known if I drank in that hotel bar? Who would have known if I got wasted on the train? Nobody would have known. Right. So there, I was like grappling, like, you know, so what if I did this? I could, I could just do this. Right. Right. I, I didn't, but I, I thought and it made me ask myself, well, what am I sober for? Right. I mean, I think for me, um, what am I sober for? It's like so many, I don't, I don't think it's like I'm sober for anything per se. I think it's, I guess the way of life that Mm. I would be able to navigate through. So the idea Mm -hmm. that, um, especially with alcohol, um, it would provide me a level of escapism that, you know, I'm not going to be like, Oh, during this quarantine time, it wouldn't, feel good because I'm sure it would but Mm -hmm. I also think that um I wouldn't be able that would be my main coping strategy and so to be sober allows me to like connect and do things that um I probably wouldn't have been able to so even in like outside of quarantine so um I'm sober because like I'm able to maintain relationships better uh when I'm Mm -hmm. not um using alcohol as a, a, as a crux of a coping strategy. Um, I do become like super, um, just like unaware of like other people's needs and whatnot. And so mm-hmm. I think, you know, my sobriety has allowed me to show up in, in ways I think of like a couple weeks ago, two weeks ago, my partner and I went to their work and like packed up a bunch of, um, uh, food that would have gone bad because like they're not running programming right now and then dropped it off mm-hmm. at like unit two which is a space here in Toronto um to be able to like then they're doing like street runs where they're dropping off food to folks who are living on the street and so um or are without housing and so like I don't think I would be have been able to like get up that morning and so I think of like scenarios like Mm -hmm. that um I also think like one of the things that I'm sober for is the ability to do offerings and so uh every Tuesday I run a yoga class for survivors which has turned into like a provincial class because um Mm. you're one of the sexual assault centers and like that has been um super amazing in being able to offer that space and be able to be present to offer that space. So like, I think about like, mm-hmm. like that's something to be sober for. Um, mm-hmm. I think about just like, you know, checking in on my friends, being present for my friends um, and in a way that like is super intentional for me um, mm-hmm. and like, you know, family and whatnot. And so I think I, like what am I sober for is is like even in quarantine because I'm sober I'm able to be a person that is offering others 
things and also being able to honor the way that I feel and like um, know that I don't necessarily have to run from my feelings. And so, Mm. um, yeah, I think those are like some of the initial things that come up is like not running from my feelings, being able to offer things to others, being able to be present, even in moments where I'm like, a bitch wants to escape. Um, and, (laughs) you know, even being able to have this conversation right now, right. And be like, and for folks who do listen to it, being able to, to, to know that this may be supporting someone in a, in a challenging moment. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. and it's, you know, with COVID-19, with, you know, this quarantine life, um, there's no right or wrong way of doing things. And I think, um, you know, that's important for me to notice is, is a reason to, to why to be sober. It's like, there's no right or wrong. Um, and so mm-hmm. being sober allows me to really embody that, like really embody that. Like if I snap at my partner, if I, if I'm like, you know, I don't want to do anything or like, you know, not finding purpose in the world that like all of those are welcome and I'm able to be present in all of the fucked up feelings because I'm sober, mm. um, which doesn't work for everybody. And I know that. But uh, for me, it does. So, yeah. What about you? What about you, Miss Bailey? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That was so insightful. I think that's so true. And, um, yeah, I think so. Some of the stuff you named for me really resonates, like that being present. And I think working from home, um, it's already a little bit more difficult to be present. And, and the work that I do is is similar, like seeing clients and and listening to people and supporting people. So. I think, you know, if I was hungover um, doing that work, I I would have a hard time supporting people well, I think, in that. Um, I also think, um, you know, I think about like how I just sometimes like lose whole days from drinking and stuff and how that would have been really hard in this too, because I think like you, I do actually find a fair bit of solace in routine and like you know, just still trying to get up and eat food every day and like, um, has been really important for me to like, keep going and (laughs) just be like, okay, like, there is an end that's coming. And, and yeah, so I think that's been really important. And and again, like, I just sometimes want to, yeah, be that voice that's like, so okay to be sober. And you don't have to get super drunk and cut your bangs. And like, <laughs> if that's not like, I think sometimes we feel pressure to drink, even though it, it doesn't actually um, help us that much or like it in the long run, it causes harm. I think it is escapism and for sure it would easily fill the night and all that kind of thing. But in the long run, I would probably, I physically would feel really sick I would probably be more anxious than I already am and so yeah it's 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 helpful to remember that too that it's that it's for me anyway that that those were very real effects of drinking so Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah no totally um yeah and I think I'd be interested to hear how other folks are are coping and like what their reasons are to stay sober. Um, and like also, you know, as you were speaking, I was like, shit, you know, maybe some folks have, you know, used again or what would be known as like relapsing during this time mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. holding space for that. And that mm-hmm. it's, 
it doesn't make a person any worse if they have been sober for a while and during this time have consciously or unconsciously decided to to use um Mm -hmm. to be able to cope to drink and stuff like that and and how that's that's like from a from like a political feminist I don't know just like Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. the lens in which I see the world like a harm reduction that that may be the harm reduction way right uh so maybe you haven't found a reason and you're using again um or maybe uh you do have a reason and, and what that reason is um and also like I think being able to I'm thinking about folks in my life who are you like using alcohol to cope a bit more like I have had to be mm-hmm. a bit more boundaried um with them mm. in terms of like don't call me when you're drunk like you know um yeah. I, I don't you know for my own safety and so thinking through some of those things as well in terms of like my reason but then also the boundaries that I need to set with other folks to be able to stay yeah. over yeah. Yes. My partner still drinks, right? So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, there's conversations yeah. about like how we negotiate that in in our home and, and together. I don't know if you find that yeah. as well. Yeah, for sure. I think um, that that has been really real for us too. And same thing, my partner does still drink. So it's like, you know, yeah, like it, of course, I want to just like kick back on a Saturday night and have like three drinks and then go to bed. But I know that for me, that's not what it's going to look like. Even if I want that to be me, I want to be a person that can do those things. Um, I know that that's just not me. I'm going to want to have, if I have three, I'm going to want to drink until every drop of alcohol in this house is gone. So that's not going to be helpful, <laughs> you right. know? And I, yeah, wake up the next it, morning and want to start off where you finished. Yeah, exactly. The night exactly. Yeah. Mhm. Mhm. And I think for me too, like when I was drinking, it, I was just I was much more prone to fighting with my partner. I was like, you know, those liquor fights are a real thing. So I'm like because I'm trapped in the house with this person, <laughs> I also don't want to go to that place either because that will be stressful um but yeah I mean I think it's so true and I think if you have um like relapsed or or started to drink or use drugs again um like you said Yemi it's really important I think to be gentle with yourself and recognize that like there are lots of reasons why you may have done that right and and none of them are wrong (laughs) that's just the that's just what you did in the moment and that's okay Right. So, Yami, what are some of the ways that you are like you do a ton of amazing um, self-care work and healing work in the community? I'm just wondering, what are some of the things that you're recommending to people who are feeling those like really profound effects of stress in terms of coping with alcohol? Um, you have any- yeah. yeah. So there has been um, this amazing um tool online and yoga may not be your thing but it's definitely um something that I've I've been sharing with folks who I know are sober and is been helpful is Y12SR by Dickie Myers um and so Y12SR is yoga for 12-step recovery 
Um, mm. so it does include like um, like elements of twelve step recovery. So like just letting you know if you're like that's not my jam. Uh, but what I think is really helpful is that like it does take and it's recovery for like anything. Um, mm-hmm. and so it takes a, a really holistic lens. And I know there's been like online uh, spaces where folks, uh, so space holders who are the the folks who facilitate the Y12SR meetings, um, that's been really helpful. So definitely Google Y12SR. Um, I did the training because, uh, if you don't know, I, I'm also a yoga teacher. And so I did the training and have been thinking about how to incorporate that into offerings, um, mm. online, like YouTube videos of like, um, uh, like grounding exercises, whether it be like meditations have been really helpful, Um, I find like when I'm having a difficult time, if you can go out for a walk, I know some folks are auto, auto immune compromised, so that's not an option or I'll like take a shower, um, Mm. some essential oils for the diffuser that have been bomb have been lavender, orange, and frankincense. Um, I'm not, I always say Elon Musk, but it's Jeff Bezos. I, you know, I know this, this, this dude's making a lot of money off of us right now, but hopping on to Amazon um, and ordering those essential oils, putting them in the diffuser and lemon, mm-hmm. eucalyptus and tea tree are also great for um, uh, for respiratory and, and whatnot. So I'll, I'll do that. Mm-hmm. I jump on when I'm having difficult moments. I like will call a friend and be like, hey, distract me. And so um they'll just like talk about random shit and that's, that's been cool. Um, mm-hmm. and then also just being a hot ass mess has, is, has been a wellness tool that I've been leading into. So just mm-hmm. you know, not having it together and being like, I don't have it together today. I'm taking social media breaks uh, and like allowing my erratic mm-hmm. to be that. So yeah, those are some of the things from like a wellness perspective. Um, I know that there's like online counseling, uh, with different spaces for free. And so, um, yeah, it's just been like a matter of leaning into those tools. Yeah, that's so awesome. Those are really good mm-hmm. tips. And I think, again, it's like, yeah, well, you know me, I love a, a hot bath and mm-hmm. with essential oils. It's like yeah. so good. So, so good. good. I did a self-massage. Like I looked up self-massage on YouTube and did like, mm-hmm. I've been able to go to my massage therapist. I miss them so much. I like sent them an email being yeah. like, I just want to let you know I miss you so much. I miss your hands, but I also miss you. Um, yeah. And uh, <laughs> they had recommended uh, some self-massage. Like they're like, oh, you can find self-massage videos on YouTube. And so it also felt nice to like massage my own body. Um, yeah. Yeah. So those are some things. a great idea. What about you? Like, what have you, like, uh, like, have you, what, well, specifically, like, well, oh, and eating, like, actually, like, eating food. <laughs> Shit. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if there's yeah. things that you've been using. Yeah, well, and I think that's so good, too. And I've been, um, I have been, like, doing walks, for sure, have been helpful. Um, and hot baths reading books so there was a time where I was like trying to read things that I thought were like really informative or educational or functional and then this weekend I was like no and then I just like went and bought like a 
silly like Michael Connolly paperback from the shoppers and I was like I'm just gonna read garbage if that's what I want to read yeah. because you know like I I was trying to read um Malcolm Gladwell's like talking to strangers because people said there was really good uh, or interesting sexual violence stuff in there and I was like oh like I'll, I'll I'll look at this and then I was like I'm not I'm not gonna do that on my off time before bed because I don't know about you I've been having really crazy dreams too so I'm also trying to like keep it functional before bed yeah like fresh light yeah (laughs) yeah lack of sleep has definitely been a thing and I've talked to a couple folks and they're just like yeah I don't sleep well even though I'm Mm -hmm. all the time and so I think about like our nervous systems and not to get too much into it, but like how our nervous systems right now can be shot, shot, not, Mm. I don't want to make the assumption that that's the case, but, um, Mm -hmm. and how, um, our sleep patterns are also, um, like our body, our nervous systems are shot. So that's going to affect our sleep, even if we're like able to get nine hours or get a lot of naps, um, Mm. in and, and how naps also like are, natural for some folks their their coping mechanisms for their bodies which is something we see in sexual mm-hmm. violence as well and um, is mm-hmm. like body shutting down and so how naps can you know um and needing to shut down can be part of that process as well so definitely hearing you on, on sleep being affected and trying to yeah. like use um i use magnesium citrate uh from calm okay. helpful or I'll do like sleepy time teas from David's Tea, which have been really great. Mm. Um, and then also just like trying not to be on my screen before bed, which is like obviously hard because like I the, the time where I start to Google stuff about COVID is like right before I go to bed. Uh, so oh yeah, yeah, because uh, I'm like, how many people? What should I be thinking? What should I be doing? Um, so like trying not to be like me and like take away mm-hmm. the screen time and read. Um, read things that are not super heavy because we are our bodies are like in in a mode right now where they're in like survival right and so they're doing things that mm. make sense to us consciously or unconscious so um yeah yeah well and I'm a huge napper I love napping and <laughs> before I haven't like napping that's true <laughs> yes that was like an even like pre-covid thing and now I do feel like one of the things that I've really given myself space to do is have a, a nap every day. Like if I'm going to work from home, I am going to nap. It's going to happen, you know? <laughs> like, and so, uh, and before I did sometimes kind of feel weird or guilty about napping every day, but I don't feel that way anymore. No, of course. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, so that's basically been it. And I think, um, you know, in the same kind of vein of staying away from, uh, if you're if you're wanting to stay sober in this time, you know, making sure that you're really conscious and staying away from that kind of like, um, you know, getting drunk all the time around the clock means I think in the same way, it's also OK to avoid some of the weird diet culture stuff that we've been seeing, oh, too, shit, which, yeah. you know, which is like a hard balance because, it, it you know, you do want to eat well and you do want to like move your body and. And those are good things, but you don't have to do that to lose weight. And you don't need to worry about, you know, working off what you're eating. Like, I think just making sure that when you, yeah, you're not engaging in diet culture, I feel like, which can be really toxic too. 
Yeah, it's complicated, right? Because I know that restrictive mm-hmm. eating, it may be a form of like control that folks are trying to like, um, mm-hmm. you know, like restrictive eating is a way that to gain control at any moment. And so um, I know I had to watch for that. My partner is like, yeah, it was definitely like, I've noticed some things. And I'm like, don't tell me about mm-hmm. myself. Um, <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, yeah, um, I definitely think diet culture and, like, people being like, I gained 10 pounds. It's like, yeah, because we're coping and we're surviving and, you know, exercising while it works for me. Like, I'll jump on and I have some kettlebells and weights and I'll do, like, Mm -hmm. 30 minutes, at least 30 minutes a day. I know that doesn't work for everybody. So, yeah, Mm -hmm. definitely recognizing the way that diet diet culture has heightened, you know, um, during this time of COVID and overeating and undereating and 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 like the crux mm-hmm. is like for me is like the way that I see it is like trying to gain control somewhere right or trying to find reprieve yeah. somewhere and so yeah. yeah being mindful of all the ways that it shows up and like you don't have to feed into that shit if it doesn't feel good for you um, yeah yeah totally all the things all the things Basically, all the things we're we just trying to survive out here exactly this apocalypse it's been a hundred years oh my gosh so yesterday when I was talking to my in-laws uh they were just like it's been a hundred years since the last pandemic I was like same word that's wow yeah because the Spanish flu wow well and I think that's like part of this and and some of the stuff that you've named like physiologically what's happening in our bodies is because our generation never lived for anything like this before like this is literally a new experience for everybody. Mm-hmm. So we're just trying to like figure this out, really? you know, and really and truly so, kind of figure it out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Speaking of trying to figure it out before we jumped on to record this, Bailey and I were talking about potentially hosting a conversation um, mm-hmm. with some folks around sobriety. So yeah, let's be on the lookout for that. Cause I think it'd be really dope to, to be able to engage in like a facilitated conversation around yeah trying to navigate yeah. sobriety during COVID times. Exactly. So if that's something that you're interested in participating in, um, definitely let us know on social media. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll do maybe some call outs for that to gauge some interest. And then, um, yeah, we'll, we can get that going because I think that would be amazing yeah I definitely love to be part of that conversation and just hear what other folks are how other folks are negotiating this time so Mm -hmm. yeah community is still important even if it's virtual community at this point yeah and it could be super vulnerable letting people into your home so totally yeah that as well totally my zoom is always on my picture because I'm like I didn't brush my teeth yet so y'all don't yeah know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well thank rich. you oh go ahead oh I was just gonna say thank you Yemi for spending some time with me on this on a Sunday morning yeah on a Sunday early morning I was like man I woke up early today and I was like I can't be about this life um because <laughs> it's still a weekend right because there's still a work week but uh yeah I totally appreciate having this conversation and totally excited to starting to to think through and record and uh 
and, and talk about sobriety during this time. I know it helps me in my sobriety. And so hopefully mm-hmm. it will make you as well and other folks who are listening. Definitely. Thank you. Okay. Well, thanks so much. And uh, we'll be, we'll be out there soon with these community chat offerings. Okay. All right. And you okay. can follow us on our Insta hasn't been used in a while, but I will get to that because that is fine to, to, to navigate. So I will, we'll definitely be posting on Insta more and Twitter. Same with our Twitter. Yeah, so. I have also neglected our Twitter, but I will get back on it <laughs> and uh, we will build, we will build some community there too. All right. All right. Take care, everybody. Okay. Thanks, Yami. Bye. Bye.